I'm not a ranger yet, but I will be uh, in the in the future. Once a ranger, always a ranger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Once a Ranger. I'm Minhas Morgul, and I'm joined with Nick, Nev, and Akil, from which you, who you might know from TikTok. Um, we're starting a Power Ranger podcast. This is our first episode in which we're going to go through each episode and share our opinions. Um, Nick, uh, Nav, and I are seasoned Ranger, Ranger fans, but Akil is not. He's a newbie, so we'll be getting to hear his insights, insights for the first time. Akil, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Yeah, I'm Akhil. You might know me as Akhil Lenani on TikTok. I talk about Lego. I talk about Star Wars. I talk about politics and religion. You know, the basics. Um, and now I get to watch Power Rangers for the first time with these wonderful people. I'm so excited to get into it. I've already seen the first episode for you here today. So if you're following along at home and if you haven't seen Power Rangers yet, we're in the same boat. So this is definitely the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you haven't watched it yet... Um... Watch it before, because there will be spoilers. Uh, Nick, oh, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Nick, also known as uh, Amazing Nick Hender. Um, I am on TikTok, where I usually talk about racial and um, ethnic identity in comparison to, like, pop culture, movies, television shows. Um, and for me, Power Rangers is, like, the big, like, monolith for me. It's, like, my one big pillar of, of where I've, I've sat in. Um, in terms of how I relate to everything. Um, it was my favorite piece of media, like, growing up. And it's it's exciting to kind of, like, have a space to kind of talk about that. I, I feel like I don't have a lot of people to talk about it in real life. And when I do, it's usually like the, oh, yeah, I used to love watching it as a kid. And I was like, no, but I want to talk about the intricacies of why I think Time Force is the greatest season of all time. And everyone's <laughs> like, I never watched it past that. And they're like, okay, all right, yeah. The Green Ranger's cool, I guess. That's cool, yeah. Hey, spoilers, Nick, spoilers. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. One. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, man. That's so right. funny. But yeah, um, I'm in the same boat as you, uh, Nick. I started watching Power Rangers as a kid. I've never stopped. Um, I do love Time Force. Unfortunately for me, um, RPM is my favorite season. Um, so good too, man. <laughs> so good. I do have a funny story with Power Rangers um, because when we were kids, you know, we used to have satellite TV or cable, but we couldn't afford either of those. So I used to stick a safety pin at the back of the TV to get my channels. And Power Rangers was one of them. Oh. And then by the time pa uh, uh, Time Force came out, the channel disappeared. And this was before internet streaming, but I had found a website of someone who, for some reason, took screenshots of the episodes and was writing the plot underneath each screenshot. That's so my cool. first time watching Time Force was not watching it, but reading it on this one person who was updating as the episodes came <laughs> That's out. So cool. That's amazing. So now do you want to tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. So yeah, my name is uh, Navpreet Singh, Nav the Poet on social media. Uh, I, similar to, to Nick, I fell in love with Power Rangers. Like everything you said, Nick, I was just like, yes, I, I want to talk about, you know, like why <laughs> Jungle Fury is such an underrated season. And people are like, I've never heard right. of that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so good. You know, so it's always just like, oh, the original. I was like, okay, it's great. But, you know, um, but yeah, for me, so... I was born in 1992 and Power Rangers started airing here in 1993 and I was born with a heart condition um, and I've had multiple surgeries throughout my life and so as a I think it was like in 
kindergarten. I don't know. But my only memory of being in the hospital is like sitting in the hospital bed watching Power Rangers. Like that's, mm. and so like I have a very very personal relationship with it because like everything about Power Rangers, especially the first you know series with Mighty Morphin in particular, just the whole idea of wanting to help people constantly, striving to be better and coming together as a unit and like achieving greater than you possibly could imagine. It all just kind of like resonated with me and became how I've strived to live my life. Uh, mm -hmm. So Power Rangers has had a profound effect on the person I am. Um, and it's a mm -hmm. fond memories that I have with that show. Yeah. 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 That's a lovely and very difficult story. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you've had that too uh, with you. And I think that's why shows like this are so important. And of course, it's the reason why it's stuck with you and through, through your adulthood. Um, but on a happier note, let's get into the episode, uh, yes. shall we? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I think I'll kick, I'll kick things off. Um, Power Rangers, epic theme song, of course, the classic. But the funniest thing, first thing I noticed when this episode started, Rita Repulsa gets out of her little sewage pipe yes, <laughs> on yes. the move. And it's dubbed. It's very obviously dubbed as an adult. I didn't realize it when I was a kid. But uh, somebody helps her. She's like, oh, you made me step in a puddle on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the moon. And it's, and it's a desert. Like, yeah. the mountain's a desert on the moon. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, actually, it's a little funny that, like, when I watch that scene again, so there's two astronauts. They're like, hey, look at that thing. And then they open it and they're like, oh, shoot, let's get out of here. And I was like, whoa, and, like, you can just, you can just leave? Like, Where did you go? Spend, we spend literally years trying to get to the moon or, like, the planets or whatever. And it's just like, these guys are like, oh, shoot. All right. Well, somebody else's problem now. Let's yeah. get out of here, bro. And Let's spend the just... next five minutes on this hill over here yeah. while the camera keeps cutting to us. Um, We're going to go to the dark side of the moon. I don't want to deal with Rita Repulsa or whatever that is. Because um, can you imagine if you're an astronaut, you don't really know that there's aliens out there. Right. You go to the moon, which is the closest thing to you, right? We've explored it since the 60s. Um, and there's there's an alien pops up it's like a witch it's scary yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's uh it's kind of campy you know like the way that they yeah. act and like jump out and and just like classic cartoon villain yes uh, i mean like this yeah. if there's a cartoon villain of the week it's definitely rita repulsa like, <laughs> yeah. she is she everyone strives to be rita at this point in time um yeah you're above rita or you're below and um, for the most part all of television was just trying to be Rita Repulsa. That is actually a great observation. And uh, I think I agree. She's yeah. the, the <laughs> template that you have to try to achieve. <laughs> yeah. I think another thing I really liked about this episode was, um, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this, Akil, because uh, us three know what these characters are like in the future. This episode really beautifully sets up each of the characters and what they're like immediately. We first of all see Zach doing his dancing. Uh, we know he's a dancer. We know Kimberly is a gymnast. Uh, we know Billy's kind of like insecure, but has his strength. Uh, we know we see Jason's leadership qualities before he even is a ranger. He's kind, he's thoughtful, except to Balkan Skull for some reason, they're mean to them. <laughs> like maybe a little bit unwarrantedly mean. Like I'm sure like they're jerks, I get it, but they're like almost like taunting them. Yeah, I didn't see that as that mean. Like they barged into his karate class and they're like, we want to learn how to beat people up. And I thought Jason handled that really well. 
He's like, yeah, that's not, that's not what martial arts is for. If you want to be in this class, let me let me see what you got. The music and that scene was mean to them, but I don't think yeah, they yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of humble pie, you know? Yeah, just yeah. They, they did also try to assault Kimberly. Like, yeah, scene that's true. Assault. That's so true. That too. Harassed <laughs> and then attempted assault. So, yeah. 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 I mean, okay, fair enough. I take it back. But I also still felt it was a little bit um, more than... I guess because I know in later seasons too, like how just like the ratio of uh, what Bulk and Skull are doing to how people treat them, just kind of like it's different. Um, but then another thing I noticed. Uh, so before, okay, this is a little bit of spoilers, I'll kill. Uh, before Tommy came, I, I think the ship was supposed to be Jason and Kimberly because if you see. Um, Trini and Kimberly are kind of whispering to each other when Jason is doing his stuff. It's kind of like, you know, how girls in high school would be like, oh, no, Tiki, that's your crush. Um, and it's kind of going on there. Um, and I think it's Kimberly instead of Trini because of how their relationship kind of progresses, like their friendship kind of progresses uh, further on. Um, but then as soon as Tommy comes, it's like, now nah, forget about that. We're going to like See, change okay, it up is, a bit. This is where my comic book knowledge comes in because Jason and Trini have a substantial relationship. Do they? Yeah. Really? Um, I, like it happens in Go-Go Power Rangers where like they train together mostly. And then I think they do date at some point, but it, it is That's kind of cool to kind of see that relationship kind of. Be sprinkled in a little bit in the beginning. That's kind of cool. That's really neat. They don't really do it in the TV show, but you know, I might not be remembering properly. I will actually pay attention to it this time. I'll yeah. like, I'll be like looking at what each of them are doing. There's definitely right. not a relationship, but you do see, and even in this episode, um, and I'll talk about more. But the Trini Jason friendship relationship, just like their bond, is very particular, and like I think there's a lot of that that goes on in the first season of just like. Yeah, she's almost second in command, um, and yeah. so they kind of because yes. she's like the most skilled martial arts wise, you know, before Tom yes. comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so she's kind of just like, and she has like a similar demeanor. They they just, I love the two of them. They yeah. do vibe very yeah. well, and yeah, yeah. yeah. power couple for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of like look into the comments. Maybe maybe for special episodes we can do some comic things. But um, in the meantime. Uh, we just have the show to go off of. But there, uh, going off of what you said, Nev, about Trini, um, another great like friendship relationship that Trini does have is with Billy. And I would argue that Trini is the only one who really kind of understands Billy throughout this throughout the season. She she's the only one that can translate to him. Like nobody really understands Billy. And when Trini leaves, it really is a detriment to Billy because I feel like nobody really can keep up with him anymore. At a certain point, Rocky it, Rocky does it a little bit because he's a scientist. But not not in the same way that Trini did, because um, I don't think Rocky and Billy really like had their thing. Trini really was like there for Billy, and I think when you say that she was second in command, I can really see that because her relationship with Zach also was very strong. Like she's the only one who really kind of had a true relationship with each of the Rangers individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that because that's in the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just thinking about like when they first get on to like they meet Zordon and they're like, ah, we don't really want to be Power Rangers. I noticed that it was Trini, Jason, and Billy that sort of yeah. stayed there and stayed like, all right, let's hear this Power Rangers thing out mm-hmm. while the other two were walking away. So like, even even from the first episode, they're already planting those seeds. Yes. The, 
the very interesting part about like when they meet Zordon and like all of them are just like in the command center. There's this thing with like writing characters, like you have to give them purpose and like a reason why they're doing anything, right? And mm-hmm. teenagers and children are so hard to write because it's like they just don't want to do anything. Like they don't want to do anything unless it directly affects them. So I think it was right. like really smart to kind of pull them into the desert. And it's like, okay, well, even if you guys don't want to be rangers, you guys still have to not want to be here together. <laughs> that's, that's still like a fun, like kind of dynamic. And you obviously see like some of them do want to stay. Some of them do want to go. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's pretty, I don't know if it was like intentional at the time, but like looking at it now, it's like, it's a, it's a really smart move to like give, um, purpose for these teenagers that like otherwise would like why would we want to save the day that seems like a way above my period kind of thing you know yeah but also yeah. going to what Minhas talks about with like how the episode highlights the dynamic even in the command center there every personality is highlighted because Kimberly yes. is just like what is going on Zach's kind of yeah. like <laughs> Billy's entranced by all the tech and everything and Trini and Jason are just like Let's hear them out. You know, the, yeah. all their personalities shine in such a subtle way. And I think that's what yeah. the first episode does so well. Like when rewatching it with the intent, with intention, I mean, I'm just like, oh mm-hmm. wow! Like they're like, it's very well done, even though it's simplistic yes. and it's subtle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I also feel like these kids are more real, like more like real life teenagers um, than anyone in the other seasons, right? I feel like they've really upped the like uh, childhood likeness of the teenagers in later seasons. Where this one's just like these guys could be like regular teens of the '90s. Like the way Kimberly is kind. This is the only against Ariako. Only time we'll ever get a kiss ever. Never again. Like the amount of trauma I have from almost kisses because of Power Rangers is way too much. Let me tell you. Wait, Mighty Morphin? Like Mighty Morphin is the only time in Power Rangers they've kissed? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. waiting for. I was watching the whole episode, like, when are these people gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> the, I think when when Zordon's like recruiting them for the first time, he tells Alpha Five, get me five overbearing and over emotional humans. Yeah. I think that's yes. the quote. Yeah. He's like, oh no, teenagers, but like these are not oh, yeah. overbearing and over emotional. <laughs> these are like these are like well adjusted. Akil, just wait until you see like future episodes because yeah. like, Every episode starts with them doing the most altruistic thing in the world. I was like, what kind of overbearing teenagers are like? They just like today we're petitioning to save this park. It's like who does yeah. that? Who yeah, does that? I think it's so funny that didn't become the most memorable line because now it's usually like, oh, find me five teenagers with attitude. Like that's the yeah, most, which doesn't which doesn't show up until like the next episode, but it's only in the yes. preview. Um, yes. Which I think is really funny. Yeah, fun fact about Zordon: they only shot his uh, his scenes for one day. Everything else is reused, reused footage. Um, and if you see, they like blur his mouth so you can't really yeah. see what he's saying. Yeah, they use uh, that, so, that wave effect. But him between yeah. him and Rita, I'm like, this is the worst dubbing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Akil, do you have any other notes? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I, I love just how campy it was. Uh, like, yeah. at, coming from the Lego fandom, I love group of martial arts heroes. Each one has a color and a personality. <laughs> like, I love that genre. Yeah, so yeah. This was this was amazing to see. I love that the blue one's the smart one. Um, and then, like I said earlier, the music, every time there's, like, a comedic beat, 
it's like that cartoony music, yeah. and I miss that in TV. That iconic, shows. yeah, for like when when Jason was showing off to Bulk, like the spin kicks and stuff. With Jason, it was like, chicka, chicka, yeah. and then Bulk would come up. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, the, okay, there was that moment where he's like teaching Billy, and it's like yeah. on beat every time they move. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is like. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. When movies. he does the first yeah. that sidekick, it's the the music literally just goes from the point of him in position to the kick, and then it cuts. Like, it's yeah. barely a second. But it's like it's yeah. right on beat with like everything they so do. Good. I think that's why it's some guy in the studio on his synth just having the time of his life. Yeah, well, it's, it's Ron Wasserman at that time okay. at least. He's, oh wow! His, I mean, I I imagine he did all the music. I know he did a lot of the like tracks, like the more the the, the theme, and then all those like mm. songs like Go Green Ranger Go. Like he's oh, iconic yeah. with when it comes to the first few seasons of Power Rangers. He's doing all that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, also it helps that they used people who were actual, like, martial artists and whatnot. Um, I love, I don't know, okay, what are your thoughts on Zach's little dancey dance martial arts style? I love it. I love his dancey dance martial arts style. I feel like they all have, like, a a little bit of dancey dance. But now that you say that these are all, like, martial artists, I'm kind of seeing that, like, when it comes to, like, balancing the acting and the martial arts... Something that I noticed a lot in the fight scene is that it's like, do a martial arts move, camera cuts, do a martial arts move, camera cuts, do a martial arts move, but it doesn't seem too connected. And I noticed like even some people were like gooting over to get on their mark and to be properly framed and stuff. So it's I'm I'm saying that like it's a criticism, but I actually love it because I like to see the gears turning in the filmmaking process and see how it all works. But like they didn't polish this show at all, and I love it. <laughs> no, no, it's it's so funny that like these 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 little bits of like the acting kind of like yeah. survive in pop culture. You know, like we they always make fun of the Pirate Ranger genre of like the, the enemies just like standing in the background yeah. and like doing waiting nothing. Their you know, they're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just moving. Um, I think yeah. that's so funny um, because you know those are the, the, the those are yeah. the moments that like. You can't like describe but you can just like enjoy you know yeah. it's like it adds all to the value of like the genre as a whole like the power ranger genre as a whole and it's like it's not power yeah. ranger unless you have that like even the latest season of power rangers yeah. you can watch it and you're like there's definitely people just standing there in the background there's like 20 yeah. of these guys there's only four of yeah. them like that doesn't make any sense and it's it's, yeah. it's funny because later seasons will attempt to explain certain things and i appreciate yes. it but also <laughs> part of me is just like i don't need an explanation it's Power Rangers nonsense. Like, I don't care, right? But, like, yeah. I appreciate it on one side. It's like, okay, I, as a huge fan, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, with the energy stuff, like, why explosions happen. Yes, okay. Like, is it, are you, are you talking from, I think it's RPM, yeah, right? It's, it's RPM. RPM. Yes. Or, like, there's like, like, why is there always an explosion in the background? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the more, it's the morphing grid discharge or something. Like, it has to happen every yeah. time. It's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know that, but I'm glad I do now. And also with Jungle Fury, what? Okay, and I know this is your favorite season, but I will never get over the beginning where they're like, "I hacked into the morphing grid to make you these sunglass morphers." It's honestly, I'm like, "What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean to hack into the morphing grid?" (laughs) Any season where they say, "I I accessed the morphing grid," I was like, "What does that mean?" 
What did you plug into? What what did you access? Like there has right. to be a point to access. <laughs> did they mention morphing grid in this first episode? No. 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 Okay. No. So here's like the thing. They literally just I think they just like while they were filming, they were just literally coming up with terms like, <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Like, it, I think they explained that Zordon is like a being from a different dimension. So he's like communicating through whatever tube thing yeah. he is. But then like yeah. trapped there's in a time new... warp. Whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Numerous... <laughs> but then like you think about the I know the Power Rangers movie isn't canon, like the nineteen ninety nine movie. Yeah. The yeah. the the first one. That's how yes, yeah. he's like in there. Like he's in there. Yeah, in there. Like he's in, he's there, in the yeah. chamber. So he's like not transmitting. He's actually like physically there. But then also like, they, <laughs> it's all a mess. Like, it is I, all a mess. Like rewatching like the Green Ranger episodes, I was like, they just kept adding detail after detail after detail of like trying to make sense of anything. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like, so the show is originally in Japanese. Like it's originally called Zuhanger in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what Saban did is they just took this. Is, I'm just explaining for the audience, for people who don't know, they took clips from the show and then just kind of Frankenstein these episodes together, um, yeah. with what was going on with the actors and like what the action sequences were given to them. So that's why there's like a drop, not drop in quality, but like a change in quality when like they're in suits, change in quality yeah. when like they're doing the giant monster fights, because like, I, I wouldn't even say half the show, I'd say like 60, 70% of the show is just all clipped Especially like, in the beginning, yeah. 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 yeah, and it's so funny because when the um, when the monsters originally attack, and Akko, you're going to notice this a lot, mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, these background actors are clearly American, right? They're running around, and then cut to, like, literally Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> yeah. So the background actors are clearly Japanese. Um, yeah. you know, you'll see that a lot. Or like, or or they'll like see the monster. Like that's at the old mine that they like did the thing at, and you're like, it's always a mine, yeah, man. It's always a, uh, it's always a quarry, or a, especially in the yeah, it's a quarry, it's a quarry in newer seasons. Or uh, or like, what is it? An industrial area or a factory? <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. you guys just don't attack the city. Yeah, you guys are terrible. What monsters. the hell is going on in Angel Grove? Like, yeah, what? This, what is this season? Um, Akio, do you have any other notes? No, that's that's what I was going to ask. Like it, it seems like it was not filmed consistently oh, at all. No. <laughs> so you're saying that it is pieced together from like a Japanese yeah. show and and the American one. Is Rita Repulsa part of the Japanese show? Then is yes. that why? Yeah. She's- yes, and that's why she uh, stepped in a puddle because they needed something to tell her to say. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> if you look at the, if you pause on the like whatever the the establishing shot of the her palace in the future episodes it'll mm-hmm. say it still has the name of the original character which is bandora like it's on the, okay. the palace it's yeah. just there they don't oh, change nice. anything they just leave yeah. it in there because like who's really paying attention as kids i sure didn't yeah, know. yeah. Like, i didn't notice either i didn't yeah. know was dumped i was just like oh yeah she she said make my monster grow no she didn't that's not what she said at all <laughs> yeah it's, yeah um you you when like when I watched Power Rangers and like I made that transition to watching like the Japanese ones, it was like, it's, it's so weird to catch them now because like they do they get a lot better at it later on, uh, but it's mm-hmm. so apparent in this first season. It's 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 whatever you know, but I can imagine like that's why they were able to make like what it was three seasons, right? But like how many episodes yeah. collectively was that like? A lot. Season one yeah, has sixty episodes. Yeah, it's like, okay, can you imagine like, these drama shows? Usually, they they film in like a week or two, right, to release the episode. Maybe like a yeah. month later. So, 
literally you're only sh- you can shoot like a whole week and have like four episodes yeah. and then dump yeah. the entire thing on your editors and like okay we have these segments you need to patch them into these, these episodes <laughs> yeah. uh I mean, yeah. editing crew, of, i mean there's a lot of like continuity errors in like throughout the yes. season as oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> like they probably weren't even keeping track of what episodes were what and like monsters get reused and like stuff is just Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a very particular thing because it's also notorious for using like, um, it's for using footage over and over again. And yes. like, you know, Goldar attacks in the first episode, right? Like he attacks in the first episode. And then again, I was rewatching the Green Ranger episodes. I was like, this is the same shot from when Goldar <laughs> attacked in the first episode. Um, them jumping is probably the same one shot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> them all just jumping. Yeah, yeah. Like you just see them. Yeah. They would not yeah. have them do that over and over again. They're just like, yeah, oh, and then in um, Forever Red, they didn't even bother shooting new morphing secrets. Oh, yeah. Every time, <laughs> every time I think about Forever Red, it gets worse and worse. So I remember the like the second time I watched, I was like, "That's just a Beetleborg." Like that's just so a Beetleborg. Forever Red is a tenth, tenth season, yeah, tenth season anniversary where they bring a yeah. bunch of Red Rangers together. But the morphing okay. sequences they use for the Red Rangers are from their, like, respective <laughs> shows. <laughs> like, it's not like they have filmed new ones. So, like, in the episode, someone's hair will be one way, but then in the morphing sequence, it's completely different because they just <laughs> took it from the old thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's and then, like, people, people are, like, younger. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's so, so, Nick, um, I want to hear your, uh, your thoughts. Great. What are your notes for this episode? I mean, I think it was just, like, a... Like, I, I, I wanted to say, like, I thought it was much more complicated. I was like, how do they jam so much detail into, you know, 20, 26 minutes? And I was like, they just don't. They just they literally just tell you everything that they need <laughs> to tell you. And then they move on to the next thing. Um, it was just kind of, you know, very nostalgic to kind of see it again as an adult. I mean, I've watched it periodically through my life. And it's it's always been kind of like an eye opener. But I t- like watching it now, it's like dang like they just got away with anything it was like the <laughs> wild west in television what i think is really funny is like just i've seen it so much and just i catch new things every time like they didn't even fight goldar really they just got their ass beat by goldar and then the sword came down and then goldar dipped and it was like the guy you guys did nothing you just got your ass kicked in this episode and then he just left like you guys didn't do anything what's really funny is when they like the, the smallest detail that i really enjoyed that i saw was like the sword came down and like when they go grab when the Megazord goes to grab the sword, I was like, that's not their hand. That's a different hand. That's like a different like the Megazord has like these really chonky, like mitten things, but when they go grab the sword, it's like a regular silver hand. And it's just so funny to see. Oh, I thought you were gonna point out the other thing where in that episode, in the first episode, they grab it with one hand and then for some reason. And then they, they grab, grab it with the second the other one. one <laughs> yeah. They switch. But it's kind of, I, I kind of think that's like a little charming, you know? I don't oh, know yeah, if that was like sure, intentional. Sure. I just thought that's um, where you were going with that detail. Yeah, but it, I don't know if like, I, I feel like what the Japanese footage sometimes is like, it's it's really charming to see. I don't even know if they had like a reason for why they did that. Um, but it just adds more to that value. Um, <laughs> you're definitely going to see a lot of quality differences between like the Japanese footage and the American footage. Not just like an inner cutting, but just like... Amer- the American actors have to have their own suits too, and this becomes yes. like notoriously bad. You'll, you'll yes. see it becomes, becomes notoriously bad later on. Um, but it's it was just kind of like a throwback and kind of comforting. It's like yeah, okay, all of this I remember. I just experiencing it in like this like magnificent show of being campy and corny was just like 
so much fun again. You know, it was it was, it was really great. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I don't think I have anything to take away. I mean, this is basically the blueprint for every like superhero episode one. You know, mm-hmm. I think it contributes a lot of tropes like comedic relief, like Bulk and Skull, and like I said before, like Rita Repulsa is like the blueprint for like villain of the week. You know, she literally yeah. has this formula that's constructed around her. It's like, yeah, every week we're just gonna try to mess them up every single week. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna keep trying. Yeah, <laughs> it only it only takes ten seconds to make putties. Yeah. Did you notice? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to know. It's like, I'll just take and just you just make a million putties. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but I think it's like hilarious. It's like made out of clay. The world's um, first three D printer. I think they only made one. They just repeated the clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bunch of putties, and they're really weak. Um, they're pretty really much weak. yeah. And the costume um, changed. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I was actually surprised. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I love that that Rita is like the villain of the week. Her her motivation, I don't know if this is for the whole season or just for this episode, is she's having a coming out party and her plan is to just destroy the nearest planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah literally. It doesn't change. <laughs> I think like later on she's just pissed that she keeps failing. Um but otherwise, like that's still her main goal. Like um, yeah, we call that growth. We call that growth. <laughs> Character growth. She actually does have some growth later. Yeah. You know, you know the whole Rita Zed era is one of my favorites. I cannot wait to get to those episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a lot of thoughts on Rita Zed. Um, I love them. Um, they also almost kiss, but never actually kiss. Um, but you know what? Like, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but they, they actually are a couple of goals, and I'll get to that when um, when we get there. But another thing that I noticed with this episode, um, Ernie has—I uh, don't remember, like he, he's more of a prominent character than I remember as a kid, right? Like he actually like talks to them and like is interacting with them like all the time. Um, as a kid, I'm like, oh yeah, he's just the guy who owns the juice bar. Yeah, um, well, he's there. but he actually, yeah, he's like a, he's has a bigger role and then as soon as i saw it this time i'm like flashbacks i'm like oh right he does a lot he's like talking to them like all the time like he's a legit character Mm -hmm. i think he sets up a lot of the narratives for them as teenagers you know yeah oh hey guys you guys working on the floats this week you know like he's the exposition (laughs) oh yeah he is yeah how did you feel about ernie akil how did what's the first What's the first thoughts on this juice bar owner? I, I didn't even know he had a name until just now. <laughs> <laughs> did they say it? Did they, they do, say they it do. in this episode? Yeah. They do. Oh, I did think about the juice bar because it is a youth center. So they spend a lot of time hanging yeah. out there. But like, so in your first like thoughts on like teenagers hanging out in this place and doing these activities, um, yeah. how, what's it like seeing that for the first time? Oh, because that's, that's it's going to set you up. Yeah, it, I think it sets it up perfectly because this is like a teen area for teens, teen show. Um, but like, I wish we still had those. We yeah. don't have those anymore. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah. I was like, because I, I grew up in 1990, well, I was born in 1994. So most of my yeah. childhood I remember is like the late 90s, early 2000s. And I was like, yeah. no place like this exists. Like, this isn't yeah. like a real yeah. thing. You're not going to have, have yeah. a balance beam in the middle of this room. And then also have like a Taekwondo <laughs> class in the corner. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> How much money does this city have that they have this youth center? Because, like, my community center barely had anything. Like, barely. Yeah. They must have a lot because buildings are being destroyed every week. 
And they're clearly yes. still doing okay. Like the city has not been evacuated into a ghost town. So clearly they're doing well. Yeah. They're doing well. <laughs> yeah, like so crazy like, insurance. You know? Yes. <laughs> At the end of teenagers doing community <laughs> service every week. Every week, yeah. They don't even need it. It's just like free labor because these kids they're so good. Um, I know again the Power Rangers movie is not canon, but literally the whole city gets decimated and then there's fireworks. Yeah, like go power. <laughs> Where did you get this money? And they're like crazy fireworks. They're like Wonderland level fireworks, Disney World level fireworks. Like, where did you get the money? Like, don't you have to fix your city? Like, what's yeah. happening? These guys are skydiving out of a plane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, skydiving out of uh, a plane in the beginning of this movie. They're also just like, it's a skydiving like competition because you have to like, it was yes. you have to land in the what thing. What is going on? Like, why are they always doing these activities? Like, I, they just do everything. They teach. They like have yes. time for extracurriculars, go to school, apparently do their homework because they do well. Yeah. Like, where do you, Ed, yeah. Ed, save the day. Ed, save the day. Where do you have all this time? They're like super teens. Funny. Okay, you know what? I was I was like joking that they have these kids do community service like every week, but this is actually comic book knowledge. They actually do address this. They're like, yeah, we actually do community service because we fuck up the city literally all the time. So. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. This comic book sounds like fan fiction, and no, I'm here for it. I, I, I know it's canon, but it just like when you talk about it, it sounds like fan fiction. No, it <laughs> does because like okay, the personal life story. Kyle Higgins, who is like the right who wrote for Power Rangers, is a giant Power Ranger fan, mm. which is like, which is why the comic books are regarded as like pretty good because. Yeah. He's, he's a big fan and he kind of just pokes fun at a lot of these things and, and explores these different yeah. dynamics between all of them in, in the most like genuine way. Cause he's also like a tokusatsu fan. Like if you've seen my videos on like radiant black and stuff like that, there's like this guy knows like what power Rangers was mm -hmm. and, like, to understand. Like he wrote for the comic books. It's like, Hey, okay. Like, yeah, sometimes he's like really he's like, yeah, we're the cleanup committee. Cause you know, we, you know, the, the city gets attacked all the time. I was like, I didn't need to know that, but I do appreciate that I know that now. Yeah, yeah. I literally love that. That's amazing to hear because you love it when, uh, like, writers or fans of the work. Um, I only say that because, um, again, personal story, and I guess it's embarrassing to admit, I read a lot of Power <laughs> Ranger fan fiction coming up, Fine. and it's just, cool. it's just very similar vibes going on there. Okay. As <laughs> bonus episodes, we will read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Some good. of the Power Rangers fan fiction, so the biggest ship um, is Rocky Adam. Most of the fan fiction, Rocky and Adam, yeah, it's no, one no, of the big things. Back in the YouTube days, do you know how many videos I've seen of like Rocky and Adam like looking at each other? It's, oh. It was a time. Yeah. I would not consider so cool. Rocky for anything. <laughs> like, uh, like, honestly, every there. time I think about, yeah, Rocky's just kind of there most of the time in my memory. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I talked about this before because I'm like, Rocky used to be one of my favorite Rangers, and he was like, why? And I think now that I've said I read a lot of fan fiction, I probably have to attribute it all to fan fiction. Um, <laughs> because, because it's like, yeah, you know, like in the show, he's just doing nothing. He's kind of like just kicking yeah. around and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so Nev, um, do you have any notes on this rewatch for, uh, of the episode? Yeah, I mean, we touched upon a lot that uh, I will, you know, we touched upon a lot of things that I had taken note, but I think the one thing we didn't is, or Nick kind of touches upon it, this episode really establishes, like, so many tropes, callbacks, and references yes. that eventually come, you know, in future, not only in, in, like, this season, but the entire series, right? Like, we joked around about, like, the explosions 
but like explosions when they morph or when things happen, the big explosions behind them, like that's in every season. I don't care what season you're watching, it happens in every season. Rita saying, make my monster grow, you know, uh, the even though it's Goldar, but like a monster of the week. Um, the archetypes for the Rangers, right? Like when you look yes. at, you know, spoiler a little, but if you look at several seasons, but especially Megaforce, when they like, they pretty much return to form in a way. Obviously there's a little change, but they go back to like, like all these archetypes of what these characters are going to be. It started in this episode and like, it just yeah. follows through more phenomenal becomes this big phrase that Billy yes. like every episode. Um, <laughs> yes. Being his translator, uh, Jason's uh-huh. Zach's hip hop keto. I don't know if you knew it was called that a kill, but it's called hip hop keto. His dance ah. martial arts. That's cool. <laughs> he teaches a class. Again, how do they have the time for all of this? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, we never see them in class. I think like, we, we do, probably we see do. them in class. Like, once we do. Time. We sometimes, yeah. yeah. Because like, then I, the I project will get turned into a monster. Like, it's just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. One of the, like, I remember it was just, like, I can't remember which monster, but one of the monsters that did get turned into was, like, one of the best because, like, it was actually formidable. It's like, Rita, Zed, maybe you should do more of this instead of just like, yeah. creating your random, you know, creature. Yeah, clearly your own imagination is not up to par, guys. <laughs> you gotta step it up a bit. Get to ranger level of destructiveness. But, yeah, it's like, oh, the, the color-coded attire, you know. like Oh, yeah, we also, talked about this a little bit before the show. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Let's talk about more about the clothes because this is yeah. one of the most iconic things. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Nev, because no, because if we did not talk about it, it would be detrimental. They're always color-coded. Um, and you know what? Uh, Kimberly, who is, like, the fashionable one, um, you know, and they still, like, change their outfits, which, as you know, in Megaforce, they don't. They wear, like, the same outfit every time. Yeah. Uh, but in one of the interviews, they're like, can we change clothes, please, please? <laughs> and they're like, no, you cannot. <laughs> Uh, but the 90s version, even before, and this episode shows it, even before they became the Rangers, they're already color-coded. Um, I, I, it might have been neat if they changed their clothes, like, afterwards and be like, oh, like, because I'm yellow, I'm going to wear yellow all the time. But no, like, it's, like, who they wear always. Yeah. Like, always every yellow, blue, green, red. Um, I think that's amazing. I think, it's, I think that's so funny because it's, like, you have – no one ever puts two and two together, you know? It's, like, everybody who's, like, associated with both the Teenagers and the Power Rangers – like, they're just like, oh, yeah, these color-coordinated superheroes, like, they come in and save the day. Uh, we also have color-coordinated teenagers that are never in the same place at the same time. And yeah. it's just and so also funny. clean up the mess that the superheroes <laughs> make. <laughs> oh, that's so strange. Anyway, you guys want to go to the juice bar? <laughs> like, like, the, the really like Red, eh? Right, yeah. It's like, wow, Jason, that's your Red again. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny just, like, thinking about it, like, the further you get away from like watching Power Rangers, the funnier it gets. But like every time you watch it, it just is so charming, and it's just like this is yeah. these are small details that make it that make it work. Yeah. And that '90s yeah. fashion is definitely it's like seeing it again. It's like oh, maybe it was like a little dorky, um, but like it's also just iconic now. It's like ah oh, man, I really I wish I could dress like Jason. Yeah. I wish I could yeah. dress like Billy. Even Billy was styling, man. Like, I know, yeah. Dress like Billy. <laughs> Exactly. I wore overalls and a blue shirt every single day of my life. Growing that up. Guy, yeah, man, that guy's got style. Like all it's of them style. had style. Yeah, like I kind of really miss that era, especially watching uh, Kimberly and Trini, like their clothes. I'm like, damn, like these these girls look so good. 
Like, mm. I, I kind of miss it. Uh, but I feel that way when I watch 80s stuff, too. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I wish I could dress like that now. I mean, technically, we could, but I don't have, like, the gall. <laughs> I don't have the gall to do it. Nav touched on, like, you know, setting up the blueprint for basically what the rest of the genre looks like in the future. And I always, for some reason, it always sticks in my mind when when uh, Kimberly gets in her Megazord and she says nice stereo. Because every time I watch a new season of Power Rangers, someone, someone says it or like, I, I remember specifically watching Megaforce and the Pink Ranger says it and I felt immediately offended. Because it was just, it like Megaforce is like notoriously not yeah. that great. Yeah. So yeah. It was like, oh, I get the homage and I get the respect. I hate it though. Like, but this, also, this yeah. with that, the the Pink Ranger in Megaforce is not like Kimberly. Like their personalities are very different. Yes. Too. Right. That's yeah. It's also annoying because like you would not say that. You're this like nature loving <laughs> person. Like what do you what do you care about stereo? Like you're just yeah. They tried to make homages with no effort to like actually make them like, connect sense. them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why when they got Adam to say more phenomenal, um, John Young Bosch was kind of like, but I've never said that in my season. I've <laughs> <laughs> literally never said it. Like, what do you mean? Um, and also, have a nice trip. See you next fall. You'll hear that multiple times as well. Oh, my God. What yeah. So, so it's uh, kidding, that's right? Right? <laughs> I heard that all the time growing up. I never knew it's what it was. so from. good. It's, I don't think it's from Power Rangers, but <laughs> okay. it's, it's definitely... They definitely use it, they use it a lot. It's one of their favorite lines. Um, one time they actually say, I'm going to toss your salad in a not sexual way at all. Like, yes, it was a salad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it literally was a salad monster. Um, oh, <laughs> so, memes always make their rounds on Twitter, like once a yeah. year. You know, um, I think that one was like a month ago. I I got reminded of that one like a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Also, yeah. the other I guess trope is just like the establishment of what Rangers fit, what role. Obviously, it changes throughout the series, but like typically, Red Ranger is leader, and like mm -hmm. the the but the persona Jason embodies is so like you see it in most red rangers in some shape or form obviously they play around with it but like mm -hmm. i just love because i love jason he's my favorite power ranger um and so just like his the, the little linger i love the little linger when everybody's leaving the command center and they're just like jason yes, and he looks back yeah he's just like huh like he's like no wait this is a like i'm, I'm interested like i i because he's such a good like just good-hearted person he's like yes, yes. yeah to do something good you know why wouldn't i do it um and like also it's big with jason because i, I rewatched this episode right before we, when he started recording is his like demeanor he's quiet and confident like, he doesn't have to show off that's not what he does zach is a bit mm -hmm. more show-offy a bit he's kind of like more playful but jason's just kind of like not stoic but he's just very comfortable in who he is he doesn't need to present it in a loud way and i just really appreciate yeah. that about yeah him. i find it really funny like because again this like exemplifies his character but when zordon's like hello rangers and he just turns around crosses arms like yeah what of it yeah. what do you want like, <laughs> this is me i have accepted it i am yeah. a ranger now yeah. <laughs> uh, he's so adorable you. too like he's so cute and like literally i would see he would be like a ladies fan of that time like i can definitely see that and the fact that he's just like so humble and so kind is so great and like the way the way he's so kind to billy it just mm -hmm. warms my heart um especially like knowing how the actor was treated on set um by um other people it's like very very heartbreaking so it's nice to see these moments when um you know people are kind to him i have such a love 
and fondness for Billy. Um, it breaks my heart. Well, that was the other, that's a really great point too, because typically Jason fits the like jock stereotype and yes. Billy fits the nerd stereotype, but they're friends. Yeah. Like it yeah. automatically also like challenges the idea of like, you you can only be a certain way or a certain type of person. Like the show is literally like, no, you can be whatever you want to be. And with the help of people who support you, that's possible. And the right. show like does it right there. Like Billy's the one self-doubting and Jason and everyone else is like, no, you got this. Like, and then Jason yeah. even, he had the, 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 in, the insight to like highlight Billy's strength, which is his intelligence. Yes. So after he struggles physically, he's, he asks a question and he probably even knows Billy knows this, but like the fact that he allowed Billy to shine in that regard, I'm just like, ah, Jason, what yeah. a guy. It's also very hilarious about Billy is they had to put him in these baggy clothes because he's actually ripped under there. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's very um, Ben Swallow-esque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's also funny about Billy's character is like it, it just shows in the writing that like they didn't really know how to make Billy look li like sound like a nerd. And they just like <laughs> give him like just a bunch of word salad that sounds smart. <laughs> Like when he go when he sees Alpha the first time, I think he's like, "It's a self functioning sentient yeah. automaton." I, I was like, well, "You're just saying stuff. Like, you're just saying stuff." Like, but that's and then yeah. shot he's also. like, "What's morph?" And he's like, "Metamorphosis." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Do you okay? Because it's sometimes like I know like Power Rangers like they're in suits, right? But like every yeah. time they say morph, I was question like does their body change because some rangers do change yeah. like yes in, they, they they do change like the morphing group allows them to change their body to yeah. fit like in the suit so it's like there's like yeah. a whole science to it yeah cough um, turbo cough we got some in turbo they have a little kid who then becomes like a, a like a full grown this full grown yeah. adult size when he morphs like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very Shazam. Yeah. It's very Shazam. Yeah. yeah. Shazam, yeah. Um, uh, it's like, I wonder, like, when they say morph, it's like, I wonder what happens to their bodies. Like, do they just, yeah. you know? I thought oh. they turn Japanese. <laughs> they all turn <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you catch that the Yellow Ranger doesn't have a skirt? And yeah. Kimberly does. Yep. Yeah. Like the first detail, everybody. Yeah. Because, yeah, in the Japanese, he's a guy. Yeah. In the Japanese, oh, okay. he's a guy. Um, but so I think it's better. The show is better that they added Trini. Um, yeah, it definitely like throws in the balance. And for a '90s show, it has so much representation. Yes. Uh, it's unheard of, unheard of to see that type of representation shown, and it, it, it continues on. Like it never stops being what it is, and I think it's great for that as well. Yeah. Um, really, and it was so popular. Like it's not what it is now. Like Power Rangers was the forefront of children's televisions, and teenagers were watching it like as as like a show that they like to watch it wasn't it wasn't now like it's considered a children's tv show and only children watch it it was a different time so much so that they created a whole large budget movie from it yeah yeah well i mean they, three they, oh no actually well two and then yeah. there's the, the movie there was a television one yeah, they <laughs> yeah. basically i forgot it was if it was a disneyland or some like theme park they pretty much like shut it down just because like when the power rangers were there it was just like madness the odd like the yes. people that came in droves like because it yeah. was so popular at the time that it came out which is like when you watch it now you're like how how was this thing that yeah like, it's but it's just 
it had all those elements. It had the right amount of like personality within the characters. Every character, whether it's Zordon, Rita, Alpha, or the Rangers, like even Goldar, like I actually noted that he has a different voice in the first episode. Than he does, does, yeah. He and does. I, I like, he that, does. I like yeah. the later voice. I don't like this voice actually. Uh, maybe it's just because that one lasted longer, so I'm used to it. But this one, like, comes off more intimidating, which is clearly the point. But I think they decided to like make it more childish like it's not that it's childish it's still gravelly but it doesn't have that same like intimidation in my opinion i, 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 think thought, that's I thought the second voice got a little goofier you're saying like the first one's a little bit more like mature and stuff right yeah, yeah you're saying the first one's a bit yeah. stronger like you know more of an intimidation versus like, yeah, yeah, the second yeah. one's goofier <laughs> Yes, my his character sucks. And like, and not like I love it, but is if in world, in world, his character is not good at his job. Like he's yes, like continually yeah. failing. Like I think like they had to kind of like, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I do like the relationship he has, like Goldar in particular with Jason. Though yes. this like sort of. You know, adversary thing. Even though you know Jason kicks his ass like every time, yeah. but it's just like he's, he just has this personal vendetta. He's like, I, I hate you. Like I need. Like to Jason and Bruce Wayne. There's definitely yeah. fan fiction of that out there. I guarantee yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enemies to lovers. But still, yeah. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. It's my favorite. Goldar and Jason. With the other voice, Goldar gets a lot more personality in how he engages with jason and the rangers and rita especially yeah all these well, the poster, yeah squat and Bebe, yeah. they're silly but like <laughs> this line kills me every time i watch the first episode where after she steps in the puddle right he just i forget it's squat yeah he just goes walk with me talk with me i don't know why <laughs> but it just kills me every That's time like, yeah and he's like always like there for rita he's always just like kind of like you know, I know you're a bit over dramatic. I'm here to calm you down. It's kind of like the court's fool kind of role where it's like, I'm here to like ground you, but I'll do it in like a silly way and whatnot. Whereas Goldar, he's not as loyal to Rita. And we definitely see that in later episodes with Zed. Um, it's like straight up, he's like, all right, bye Rita. I don't give a shit about you anymore. Um, but yeah, it's like, you can really see even within the bad guys, who, like the small intricacies of who, they, where, who their loyalties are, like their kind of relationship with each other. Um, I, in the next episode, which I, I remember more than any other episode, you'll definitely see that a lot more, this kind of like bickering that's going on between them. Um, unless, or the next two episodes, but, uh, we'll get to that in, in next time on, uh, <laughs> on once a ranger <laughs> yeah um, i think that like um what's another thing that's really funny is rita repulsa when she throws her staff down and it causes this like earthquake every episode yeah <laughs> every episode it's uh, definitely los angeles <laughs> yeah definitely los angeles the thing breaks and like um the zords come out of the ground and literally like shatter the ground um it's hilarious when you think of the Zords and where they're hidden, especially in Ninja Storm. One of them is a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Are there people hiding that Ferris wheel? <laughs> I've, but, I've, I've thought about this, where like the ground breaks open every time the Megazords come out, and then how does Rita get her staff back when she throws it? You know, these yeah. are the thoughts I had She's when I witch. was like growing up. Was um, so yeah. Like, eh. 
Yeah. Uh, it's fine. This they'll explain it maybe, and they never do. And you're like, yeah, she just has a million of them. Yeah. Well, the the moon to Earth ratio also, like the distance, is pretty much instantaneous. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw it, and it's like. Uh, but one thing I actually really like that Sword on says um, is never escalate a battle unless it is escalated first. Yes. So I think people really kind of forget that he said that because everyone's like, why don't they just like immediately kill them. Why don't they take the Zords out right away? Never escalate a battle until it's escalated. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And to what you were saying, Nev, a little bit earlier about how Jason is like the typecast for what the Red Rangers are supposed to be, I feel like Carter Grayson is a really streamlined way of of Jason. He's so amazing as a Red Ranger. I think he's like one of the best Red Rangers. But to oppose that, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the Wild First Red Ranger is the antithesis of what Jason is. Yeah, cool. um, he's like, oh, he just cries all the time. He, like, I don't even know what's going on with him. Um, and it's so interesting to kind of see see how that love, plays out. I love me some Carter. I'm so glad you mentioned Cole, him. Cole from Wild Force, yeah. right? Cole, Cole from Wild Force. Yeah. Uh, that's why, again, going, skipping way ahead, but in, Wild, in Forever Red, like, that interaction is, like, very... I think it was very intentional to have Jason and Cole, you know, interact and, like, yes. kind of working together. And, you know, because, like, it's a kind of passing of the torch in a way, you know. Um, and hopefully Cole learned something. I don't remember Wild, Wild Force too well. Um, not one of I, I think I, I remember Wild Force pretty well. I'm a yeah. main guy, apparently. <laughs> but I... I <laughs> I think what like Cole represents, and again we're getting ahead, but like it, it, it he has the heart, you know, like yeah. he has the the heart for being what it is to be a leader. Even though he makes he's like kind of a goofball. Um, yeah. Like around this time, they also start experimenting with like the leadership role a little bit, like yeah, because um, all of them are pretty assured and like a secure leader for the team. And then like it's not until like Wes, I think, that like really kind of breaks the mold and is like. Yeah, I'm gonna be your I'm gonna be your Red Ranger, but I'm also like trying to figure out my life, and I'm kind of yes. Um, yeah, and that season where like Pink really takes the forefront of yes. the leadership role, um, yes. I think it's like great. And you can um, argue in Wild Force that Taylor was the leader. She was actually until Cole came in, but like the Yellow yeah. Ranger, she was yeah. the leader until Cole. And then they're like, oh well, yeah. because he's the Red Ranger. They're like, but he has no experience. <laughs> yeah, it's like really in SPD they kind of mentioned that like why. Why should you be the leader if just because you're red? Yeah. Right? And I think yeah. it's great that that one is linked to Time Force. I'm sorry, Yakil. I know this is way sorry, over your head. This is like, <laughs> I get a bunch of nerds talking. I, I, I have like, a lot to look forward to. It's such a profound moment, though, with Sky, since you mentioned SPD. I won't get into it too much, but that the beginning and ending of his journey is so, so well done in that, especially with that, because he's asked that yeah. question at the beginning and the end. And his answers are so different. Different, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's really good too. Do you Sorry, have, Nick. Like a favorite moment, like from this episode. Ooh. Um, I always like it when they're unmorphed. Like, I think um, yeah. I noticed when I was younger, uh, when I was talking to other Power Ranger fans, they always would talk to me about like the fight scene. For me, just the interactions at the juice bar with like Kimberly and Trini teeing at each other, and like them all just hanging out. I think that was my favorite moment. Mm. I think for me, I really enjoyed that that sword grab, that the whole the whole uh, giant monster fight. That's just iconic to me. It's like they literally got again, they got their ass beat. They grabbed the sword and then Goldar dipped. I was like, you guys did nothing this episode. 
Uh, but it was just, it's always fun. Like, I'm a really big, like, tokusatsu, like, big, giant robot, monster guy. Mm -hmm. It's fun to, like, experience that for, like, you know, as an adult, like, remembering, like, what it was like as a kid. And just, like, thinking, like, wow, like, you could be so cool out of nowhere if I could just find a morpher, <laughs> if I could be a Power Ranger, you know? And it's, like, I think it would have really defined itself, too, like, to, like supporting this superhero ideas that, like, oh, you're, like, in a freak accident or, like, you're always living with your superpowers. Like, no, they power down and they go to school and they, they yeah. have, like, relationships. And, you know, you're only a superhero when you want to be. And I feel like that's kind of fun because it adds to that layer of, like, responsibility. It's like, yeah, you can be a superhero whenever you want or you can just, you know, be a normal person, too. And I, I, that 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 made it feel a little realer, you know? Like, yeah. as a kid, you're like, I want to be a Power Ranger when I grow up, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you, and you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can't do it in ways, but you know, yeah. like it's, it's one of those things. It's like it seems possible, and it's like, yeah, I want yeah, to do that. that's like, lovely. Live action too, you know, like comic books and yeah. TV shows, cartoons. Like, ah, that's crazy. But then you see Power Rangers. Like, this is like a real live action. You experience it as a kid. Like, it's a live action. These are real people jumping on the screen. Like, I want to do that. And in some shape or form, like you, you, you latch onto that. And you're like, it, it's, it's a like a motivating thing. So it's really fun yeah. to like have those big fights and see like i want to do that you know yeah i think so too no what was your favorite moment we're gonna end on akil's favorite moment because he's new yeah um, i i think similar to you i think them in the juice bar particularly jason and the whole karate lesson the tornado kick i'm just gonna say the tornado kick the tornado awesome. kick yeah so i've always wanted to do a tornado kick ever since i saw jason do it <laughs> it's so cheesy but freaking it's so good it's so good it's so yeah good. yeah i love it and just like but that whole scene in particular of him like with billy and then you know humbling bulk like just all of it together just like highlights jason as a as a character and what we're gonna see a lot of going forward i love jason he is amazing yeah. um but akko let's let's hear what your favorite moment first time seeing uh, my favorite moment has to be the fight scene before they actually morph. Because mm. then we get to see their personalities. We get to see, like, their strengths and weaknesses, like, individuals, like, before they're working together. Mm -hmm. But also, that's, like, right before my biggest gripe with this episode. Ooh. Which is? Let's hear the scrape. I, I, think, I think they jumped the shark on this one. They get their powers. They get their powers. They're introduced to their powers. Fantastic. Small grape. They're called dinosaurs. They call them dinosaurs twice. Two of them are not dinosaurs. I feel oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. So they Yeah. Like, I mean that's fine. <laughs> they fight and then they, they get their butts kicked and then they morph into the Power Rangers. And then they, they fight again. And I'm like cool they've like learned to accept their role as heroes and then they transform into the dinosaurs and then they transform into the megazord and i'm like okay that's everything what are like how do you mm. how do you go forward from this <laughs> yeah. We all now. <laughs> yeah um they they do kind of like remedy that later in later seasons they do have a more rollout but i think this time they're like this is everything we can do yeah and then so i think in the future episodes not to spoil it too much they kind of cut out the middle part completely okay um yeah so it just like straight to they just i think they just want to show you that they can do it the middle part yeah yeah 
Well, on that note, um, I think that would be our episode for Once a Ranger. Um, sorry, Nev, we're running out of time. Um, I just We just wanted to do one uh, brief moment of a dedication to Jason David Frank, who so tragically took his own life um, earlier this um, month. Um, so we're dedicating this episode toward him. Um, but until next time, this has been Once a Ranger. Once a Ranger, always a Ranger.